Today's episode is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connections separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Good afternoon, this is Angela Faye coming to you today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network. We're talking to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here around British Columbia, Canada. You can listen, discover, and engage. Today, we're super excited to have Clive from Pixton Comics here. A little bit about Clive. He's a big fan of Tintin Comics, and as a child, Clive attempted to make his own and failed miserably. He earned his Master of Science studying woodpeckers and working as a freelance web developer, and a vision crystallized, a sort of Wikipedia for ideas a platform that anyone could use to tell stories in comic form. I know Clyde believes above all in nurturing the creative spirit, believing that we have a unique ability to imagine something and make it physically real. Clive's family moved from Canada from England when he was small to Ontario, and from Ontario, Clive moved to Vancouver for 14 years, ultimately moving with his wife from an interurban 600-square-foot apartment downtown Vancouver to Vancouver Island nine years ago. Of course, he fell in love with the space on Vancouver Island, being close to nature, out of the noisy city. And he's going to share a lot of his journey as an entrepreneur here with Pixton. Clive, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all of our listeners. Thanks for having me, Angie. Excellent. Well, let's just jump right into the questions, Clive. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and give us some details on your current business. For sure. Uh, well, I think you covered the salient points quite nicely. Um, you know, I grew up in, in Ontario. I was always sort of an overachiever in school, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of wandered in different directions. And so I, I think because of, you know, my friend's influence in high school, I ended up studying biology. But in the end, I came back to something that I'd explored as a kid, which was computers. And I, so I, I taught myself programming and I ended up becoming a, a freelance web developer in Vancouver for a number of years. But I was never quite content with that work. I was building very beautiful things for other people, but I always had my own creative urges and a number of different influences kind of converged in this idea behind Pixton, which, as you said, was to give people a way to make comics, basically. I thought that comics were a, a cool and fun, unique medium for expression. And if only I could build a tool that anybody could use that would give them access to that medium as well. Um, so Pixon was born, and uh, now ten years later, it's a you know a thriving business for us, and we're just now trying to take it at the next level. Right. Well, that's a good segue. It's, uh, did you need financing to start the company, Clive? How, how did you and how did you start out, and how do you make money now? Yeah. So we we did. We the only investment we've taken was from was from within the family, and that that tied us over you know for a couple of years before we became profitable. Now we, so our revenue comes largely from the education market. We sell subscriptions to teachers, to schools and school districts. As you mentioned, uh, the province of Ontario licenses our product for use in all public schools in Ontario. 
Pixlet is also used for, for entertainment. So it's, it's used by the general public. And again, people buy subscriptions to use that. And it's used uh, by businesses as well. So for internal communications or external marketing, that sort of thing. So it's, it's very versatile. Uh, the most uh, uptake we've seen so far has been in, in, in education, students using it in the classroom um, to create writing assignments for their teachers. Perfect. Clive, you said you're 10 years into the company and you're about to uh, take off, maybe expand. What's the long-term vision for the company? What will you look like in the future? For sure. Well, um, we recently released a new product and it it marks a radical change in the way that people make comics with Pixton. I think we've, we've drawn on a lot of experience and insights that we've gathered over the last 10 years and produced something that I think is just really, really easy to use. Yet at the same time, it still allows people to to create really personalized and sort of um, you know sophisticated comics. We're really looking to just you know multiply our growth now because we haven't taken investment. It's very much sort of a gradual, organic process. I think this this new product has the potential to really uh, really take off for the market. Are you working mostly in Canada now? Do you mean do we are our customers mostly clients. in Canada? Yeah, your clients now. Most of our customers are in the United States, just for you know sheer numbers. There are you know, 10 times more people in the United States. Uh, we certainly have customers in Canada and around the world in practically any country you could imagine. That's pretty exciting. Well, and so really, Pixton is a global, global company then. I'm going to bring it back to location, location, location. You currently call Qualcomm Beach on Vancouver Island home. What are the biggest benefits for you being an entrepreneur on Vancouver Island? Well, I think, I think a huge one is lifestyle. So my wife and I have two kids now, and I, got, I couldn't imagine a, a better place to bring them up. We have access to all the modern amenities of civilization, but also nature and you know, fishing boats and farms. That's really important to us. And you, did you start Pixton here on the island? We started in Vancouver. And we realized that because we're running a web, an online business, we really isn't a compelling reason for us to live in any one particular place. And we, you know, we have that luxury of relocating to, to somewhere where we can get a more well-rounded existence. Fantastic. And Clive, tell me just where, where is your office? Where do you guys work out of? We work out of a hundred year old train station in Qualcomm beach. So the, um, so the city of Qualicum Beach, the town of Qualicum Beach, I should say, has renovated the, the train station. Because trains don't run through here anymore, uh, I think it's a great use of the space. So, so part of the building is a drop-in sort of digital co-working space. Um, people can pay, I think it's $5 a day, and come in and work on their computer. It's got high-speed internet. And then we rent the upper floor. So um, it's a really unique location. Just curious um, of your crew, how, ma- how many people do you have on, on your work roster as far as contractors or employees? Uh, there, there's six now. Uh, we, we have worked with uh, a number of other people on contract, but we've got six people who are sort of the, uh, the core team. And how many are based in your office or in Qualicum Beach? Uh, we've got four, four in Qualicum Beach in Parksville, one in Vancouver, one in South Carolina. Neat. So you really do take advantage of that remote workforce? Yes, for sure. And, and we have worked with other people, you know, contractors, as you mentioned, in, in the United States, uh, mainly, but also Indonesia. 
and then there's an interesting story there if you want to explore it. But uh, our our lead illustrator, Louis, who lives in Qualcomm Beach with his family, when I first started working with him, they lived in Indonesia, and we now uh, he's now living here. But we make use of the contacts that he has from Indonesia. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, any specific challenges for the listeners as far as uh, you know, keeping an eye out for them as far as doing business here on Vancouver Island? Um, I suppose the geographic, you know, remoteness sometimes uh, is is apparent. It's difficult. You have to you have to go more out of your way, I think, to to meet people and to to nurture relationships with people. But of course, with modern technology, it's it's easier than ever now. And you know, anyone who's happy to jump onto Skype or Zoom and have a video chat. So beyond that, which is just sort of occasional, I, I wouldn't say so. I think the benefits far outweigh the costs. The challenges. Excellent. And Clive, if you were to start all over again, just move to Vancouver Island, and this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what tips would you give to uh, entrepreneurs that might be considering moving here? Well, in fact, I didn't know anyone other than my parents. I didn't know anyone when I moved here. I think something that we've started uh, in the past few years is a meetup group. So we have a meetup group for anybody working in the digital media industry. So this includes software developers, you know, game developers, artists, digital artists, and others. And, and that's, been, that's sort of been the, the hub, I suppose, for finding out who has moved here, who works in the industry. Uh, it's a great way to you know, sort of organize lunches and just have casual get-togethers and that's been super important. As a Canadian, you know, we keep exploring and British Columbia is, is world renowned as being super natural. You know, we all do some of our best work outside of the office. Is there a place close to where you live or work where you love to explore, maybe an outdoor natural setting to get recharged, inspired, or just think about your business? For sure. I mean, there, there are a number of places. Uh, one of them is Little Qualcomm Falls. So this is about a 20-minute drive from where I live. And there's a, a river that flows through a, a deep gorge. And, and there are these enormous waterfalls. And um, there are all kinds of trails and there are camping sites in, in the area. My family and I went camping there um, last summer. And uh, there's just, it's just such an exciting piece of you know, rugged British Columbia. I love taking my kids there. Excellent. Does it, uh, does it change with the seasons? It's a bit cooler here in the winter. I mean, it's kind of seven degrees on an average day. Summer can get up to a, a high 20, sometimes 30. Um, do you have a favorite summer place? Uh, certainly the beach. Rath Trevor Park has a, has a huge beach at low, low tide. That's a popular place. And all the beaches along in Parksville and in, in Qualicum Beach, there's some you know, great sand. Yeah. And, and having grown up in Ontario, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the, the climate there and it's, it's just sort of much more moderate out here. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything. It's, I think the, the, if it's minus seven in the, in the wintertime, that's, that's fine by me. It's not a wind chill factor of minus 50. Exactly. Thanks. So I'm going to switch tacks a little bit and, and go back to a little bit what inspires you and a little bit more about your thinking. I love your story, Clive, about the fact that you've done a master's in science on woodpeckers and yet here you are running a tech company and making people laugh and, and having a platform for creativity. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way? Or do you think they're wired differently? That's a good question. I can't say I've thought about that too much, but off the top of my head, I would imagine that if you took all the entrepreneurs in the world and put them together, you'd find you have had a very diverse group of people. So I, I don't think it's any one particular set of characteristics. 
I, I do think a number of things have to come together for it to happen. You know, certain circumstances perhaps in one's life might preclude it. Um, I think you definitely have to be, you have to have courage and you have to be resourceful. Um, you have to be able to learn quickly and to be able to admit you know, to yourself if, if you've been wrong about things and sort of learn from your mistakes. Um, you have to be willing to take some risk. Although I, th I think many entrepreneurs would tell you that uh, when they started out, they weren't aware of the risks and that was, that was their advantage. Um, once, you, once you've been through the mill and you know all the things that can go wrong, you know, I'm not sure you'd want that knowledge if you were starting over again. If you, uh, if you weren't doing what you're doing now with Pixton, Clive, what, what would you do for a profession, as a profession? It's hard to imagine. You know, I, I could have become some kind of biologist, but I realized that wasn't for me. I could have been a, you know, software developer, but I decided that wasn't for me. I really can't think of anything else that makes the use of all of my talents. Um, I feel very privileged and fortunate. So. Uh, Maybe running a, another company <laughs> yeah. that's very similar to Pixton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use in business? Hmm. I'm not much one for quotes, but one idea that comes to mind is something I read a few years ago. And it was something along the lines of the most successful people are always willing to change their mind. How about a least favorite word or sentence you don't like hearing? <laughs> a least favorite word or sentence. <laughs> um, let's see. Like nothing jumps to mind, you know. <laughs> it's totally fine. Day to day, you know, we're always curious about how people um, live day to day. What, what's the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Or do you have any particular routine or rituals that keep you motivated and, and uh, energized through the day? Uh, well, every morning from Monday to Friday, I get up, I, you know, help my wife make breakfast and uh, we eat breakfast and I drive my kids to school. In terms of stuff to keep me motivated, something that um, a couple of us, a few of us have started doing in recent months is, is uh, doing personal training sessions at a gym. And so I'm doing that twice a week and it's only an hour a time, but it's make, it makes a huge difference just feeling fit and strong and, and, and sort of getting, getting that that injection of vitality. I think that's really important, especially when, you know, you, we've got young kids and there's also sort of the, the, the rituals and the routines that go along with that. Is there anything, Clive, that keeps you up at night? For sure. Plenty of things <laughs> that keep me up at night. I guess I, I, I suppose part of my job is to, is to always try to think through everything. You know, when I think about what we're doing or what we're planning to do or what we're not doing, I'm trying to think, well, if, we ima if I imagine a year from now, you know, and what are the things that I might regret we didn't do? Or uh, I just try to make sure that I think through everything. Um, you know, launching this new product, for example, there's a lot of work, a lot of hard work ahead of us in, in, in marketing it. And so I just try to think, well, are we missing anything? I think there's never, there's never, too little to think about. Is there anything in particular that you can share with listeners that helps you get through those stress points? I think I have thought about this. I think for me anyway, the main thing is confidence in myself. I, I have, for whatever reason, I've always had confidence that I can make it through anything and, and 
you know, through my own resourcefulness and hard work and intelligence and persistence, nothing is insurmountable. So I suppose maybe I could do a better job of externalizing that, but that's sort of something that I always carry with me. And I, I don't let myself get bogged down in worrying too much about things. I just try to, you know, try to be thoughtful and, and uh, just figure it out. Excellent. Hey, Clive, any online or offline tools that uh, you use on a daily basis? For sure. There's a number of tools that we use, you know, at the office, we use Slack. Uh, we use Jira for sort of planning everything that we're doing. And what was that? Jira, did you say? Yeah, Jira. Jira, this is a, this is a tool for basically planning everything that we have to do. So you come to work and you know what you have to do today or this week or in the next few mm-hmm. weeks and over the next months and years <laughs> with decreasing certainty. But uh, that's, that's <laughs> a cr- crucial part of our organization now. So Slack, Jira, any anything else? Sorry, I cut you off there. Um, there's certainly certainly plenty. If I look at my computer now, I mean, I'm <laughs> obviously use use a web browser continuously. I have a hand in in development, so we've got you know Visual Studio Code and SQL Pro and uh, Sublime Text. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a number of programs that are always open on my computer. Absolutely. Clive, what are the top three things on your inspired life list? Something like writing a book, doing a TED Talk, climbing Everest. What, what's on your inspired life list? I think that we've, we've got a long way to go to realize the potential of, of the vision with Pixton. I think comics are a unique medium. If you think of them in context with video and the written word, you know, the act of making a comic is very different from, say, making a video or making an animation. And also the experience of consuming a comic is very different than, say, watching a video or reading text. And so I think that really comics have the potential to be useful in all aspects of life. I think obviously not everywhere and all the time, but uh, I think the the potential is just largely untapped. And I would love to play a role in bringing that more in, in, into the fore in our culture. There are other cultures in the world where comics are much more prevalent and, and just used in, in a very versatile manner. So whatever, whatever place I can have in that would be fantastic. You know, if that involves giving some kind of a talk in the future to talk about how we did what we did, well, that's fine. Um, the main thing is just making it happen. Excellent. Clive, do you have any advice uh, that you've received that you can pass on to other entrepreneurs uh, working here in British Columbia? Uh, one thing that comes, comes off the top of my head is, is um, if you're developing a product, do be as focused and specific about it as you can. Create something, create a minimum viable product. So, so talk to people and find out what their problems are and what's important to them. Don't go and build something without having a complete understanding of that. And when you do build something, keep it as dead simple as possible. Just start with the features that you know you need and have a very specific target market in mind. Don't try to do all things for all people. And I I say that from personal experience. One last question, and this is a bit of a fun one, Clive, to just uh, put a smile on everybody's face. If we had a small tropical island just off Fiji, (laughs) one phone booth, no internet, and, and this place really does exist, by the way. We're okay. going to drop you off there. You don't have a computer or a smartphone. You can use the phone booth located there to, you know, call a boat and come pick you up. How long would you last before you made the call? And what would you do while you were there? Am I by myself? 
You are by yourself. Are there are there trees and plants on the island? Oh, definitely. And there's a there's shelter. I take it. Oh yeah, all your basic needs are looked after. Are there books? Ooh, if you found some at stash of books, would you read them? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, by nature, I'm an introverted person. I, I don't mind. I've always been comfortable being by myself, so I, I might stay there for an alarmingly long time. Um, <laughs> if no one came looking for me, I think having books around would, would make a big difference. Um, otherwise, I'd, maybe, I'd, I'd, maybe the first thing I'd do is make some kind of enormous drawing in the sand. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Uh, Clive, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, by email, I think, is, is best, um, or on LinkedIn. If you look up my name, Clive Goodenson, pretty sure I'm the only Clive Goodenson in the world. So <laughs> Fantastic. people shouldn't have a hard time finding me online. Is there anything that you would like to add, knowing that we have a global audience of listeners here? Yeah, I, I do encourage people to, if, if there's anything in what I've said that resonates with people and they want to talk about something or they think they have something to contribute or vice versa, I mean, uh, I would encourage them to reach out. Uh, like I said, we're we're physically isolated here to some extent, but technology, you know, there should be nothing stopping us from making connections with people. Fantastic. Clive, thanks for coming on the show. We've learned a little bit of more insight about you and what you would do on a tropical island. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm sure our listeners have as well. We will see you next time. Thank you very much for having me, Angie. Here we are on Canada's podcast, talking to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here around British Columbia. Listening, discover, and engaging. 